Retro. We're in a small room, passing around Energon cubes. It killed Amos. Kind of sad. Oh, but Dave is still here, and I'm here. Blake. Do this I have, is... like, an Energon allergy? You're dead. <laughs> yes, you, you okay. didn't take the Benadryl. Look. <laughs> Energon drill. The comic trope is about Blake not knowing too much about comic books, and he invites people on who say that they know stuff about comic <laughs> Good books. Good call. And then we talk about comic books. Today, we'll talk about a few like The Oath, uh, Doctor Strange Story by Brian K. Vaughn. We're going to talk a little bit about Transformers. What Transformers are you doing? Robots in Disguise. Robots in Disguise. <laughs> It's a, it doesn't matter what I said. It's the tune I made. <laughs> it's not what you said. Try it with soy sauce. I did. Energon, soy sauce. Energon cubes and soy sauce. Soy sauce. And, sure. and ramen. It's, it's made of tempeh, so. Yeah. Because the sideswipe is vegan, so. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing. Comic book characters, if they were robots, what would they transform into? Dave, Superman. He would transform into a rock. He's just a lump of kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Well, he would just transform into a lump of kryptonite. It's kind of like how when Megatron would turn into a gun and someone else had to take him up and fire him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really, I wouldn't trust Starscream with that response. No, he was always trying to usurp the throne <laughs> right. of the, the Decepticons. Why would you allow Starscream to use you? Yeah. What's the trigger part? Do you think? Hmm. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I had the toy growing up, and I'm trying to remember where the trigger said. <laughs> Uh, Amos. Yeah. Aquaman. Well, that's, come on, man. I, mean, <laughs> I talked to Amos about this earlier. He was like, I'm really bad at this, so I'm just throwing a What if ball. I said he turned into a semi-truck? Uh, as long as it's, it's transporting, like, frozen fish, I'd be okay with that, I guess. <laughs> there was the, uh, yeah. what, was the, what was the thought to be long-extinct fish they caught, like, 10 years ago or 15 years ago? I don't know. The band? What? No, not Trey Anastasio. <laughs> Aquaman would transform into Trey Anastasio. <laughs> do a wicked solo. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of imagine, like... You guys like fucking fusion? <laughs> Jazz fusion? You into that shit? I can imagine a scene in the 86 cartoon movie where they go to a concert and it's fish playing. Because there are a lot of weird tangents in that movie. and The soundtrack is... Well, it's way better than a fish album, but... Uh, um, Sila Can't. What? That was the name of the thought to be. Oh, fish. Oh, thank you, conversation from two minutes ago. Appreciate that. All right, let's talk about comic book news. That's the McDonald's thing. I'm loving it or whatever it is. Do you remember when. An old crone from the swamp. Like, why? He sounds so much more cuddly than that. <laughs> We're loving it. He sounds like a McDonald's Land character. Like he's one of the fucking fry guys or chicken McNugget. Dick Megatron. Do you remember the awesome Transformers uh, from McDonald's? Yes. Like, that, like oh, one yeah. was a fry that turned into. The, the you and I were texting was, about these not so yeah, long ago. We, the, uh, yeah. The raddest one. Okay, the fries one was great. It had a blue. The face. Big Mac. The the one. Hotcakes box. 
Yes. <laughs> it was just a long rectangular tray and some legs came out of it. And it turned into a pterodactyl, right? Or some sort of flying. Right, yeah, some kind of a thing. A flying beast. We, we got a little bit of a thing to talk about. We last week told you guys that uh, we were fairly confident, having never worked on the Spider Man Homecoming film uh, and having no real idea of whether it was true or not. We spoke with some authority as to the Tinkerer finally rounding out the full cast of villains and heroes uh, on display in Spider Man Homecoming, which is uh, out next year. Uh, we've had to kind of Backpedal on that because apparently this week, since recording that last episode, they've announced the Shocker will be joining the cast. It would be very easy to make a really goofy Shocker costume. Uh, Spider-Man villains, by and large, have absolutely absurd outfits, uh, but his looks really cool. It's like a leather jacket with like some of the pleated yellow pattern down the the, the center of the the arms. Are you saying Doc Ock looks silly? You saying that haircut's not super fresh? So yay, another Spider-Man villain. Um... I'm just hoping that this is a one and done. Like, he's captured by Spider-Man thrown away. Maybe Punisher from the Daredevil series shows up and just blows Shocker's head off and we go back to two like it's supposed to be. The rule of twos from Batman Returns. We went to see it in a theater on my birthday, but we had to leave because my younger brother was freaked out. By the penguin? Probably. Genuinely kind of terrifying. Or just, uh, you know, Christopher Walken as, uh, what's his face? Uh, Oh, the, the politician. Oh, yeah, Dent? No, no, he's no, not Dent. Oh, um, Batman's buddy, who's, ah, fuck, I don't know. Some guy. Shrek. Shrek. Shrek, the noted Gotham City politician, <laughs> I, played by Christopher it starts. It's, it's a Shrek name. Shropshire. Dwight Schrute, I think, is what Dwight, it was. Dwight. You guys are looking at me like I'm a Google is, but I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna let you... Tell me what the name of him is two minutes later when we don't care. Alan Moore promises that he's going to stop making comic books. Ba-da-da-da. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to Sequoia about that, and he's not here. But I am not... His angry. name is fucking Shrek. His name is Max Shrek. I knew that shit. What did curiosity do to the cat? I'm... No cat. I'm just an assistant. A secretary. And I'm very good. Max Shrek. Come on now, Shrek. I had my mouth open and everything. So that's all we'll say about Alan Moore. (laughs) (laughs) He may have been in the Shrek movie. Uh, Alan Moore, yeah. So, I mean, he's done this several times. This is for real, guys. He's for real going to the woods. Except he took his 15 rings off and he said, done with it. I'm done winning. Disappeared in a cloud of smoke. I'm done wearing uh, tribes from New Guinea face paint into public and cursing DC for turning my books into movie properties poorly. Has anyone um, picked up his 600-page novel named Israel? Nope. No! Of course they haven't! It's Alan Moore. No one wants to read 600 pages. Dan Abnett is now exclusive with DC Comics, which... It's okay, I guess. He's done so much great stuff for Marvel. Um, What's he done? It can be argued that Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie franchise, pretty much exists because of Dan Abbott. Oh. Now, he, he's done different versions of it. Like The only comic of his that I was reading now was Infinity, um, another Guardians of the Galaxy book, that act, and honestly wasn't all that comprehensive like and very difficult to understand but he's great 
And the stuff he's doing with Aquaman, believe it or not, is uh, is pretty good. And I don't really like Aquaman. So I can see why DC would scoop him up. I mean, Tom King got scooped up as well to do a Batman, taking him away from Vision and Marvel. A lot of good talent. He did, uh, wasn't he the one that did a Mega Man? Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And if you haven't read it, you need to. So, so good. I read today that uh, Darkwing Duck franchise actually did not... Uh, Share the same uh, you know, continuity and universe as uh, DuckTales. Duck, Duck, yeah, DuckTales. Which blew my mind until I thought about like the characters in Darkwing Duck. They shared uh, Launchpad. Yeah, but I guess Launchpad like flies really well in Darkwing Duck. And he doesn't in DuckTales. Yeah. It's kind of a, a fun So how do you explain that away? Different <laughs> universes. Blew your mind, didn't I, Amos? Is he the one that... Uh... Turns into a superhero. No, we, we, we went over that on that episode where Sequoia shamed me. Uh, we've established that I can't remember anything. Blathering Blatherskies was... Uh, uh, I remember that being a thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Gizmo Duck is the, the character's Gizmo name. Duck. And I forget exactly who the guy was that, that said that. Oh, he, he's uh, he's like an accountant or something, right? He's very mild-mannered. Yeah, he was very mild-mannered. And he would turn mild into... Mallard. Did they ever make a joke like that? They kind of uh, had to. Smile Mallard? Yeah, yeah, that's, Mannered, that's funny. It's got to be. Well, so yeah. if we're talking about yeah, Snowflake yeah. Theory in DC after, or DC, Disney Afternoon Cartoons, then surely we must talk about the fact that Tailspin must be in an entirely different Snowflake universe than Jungle Book, because Baloo's a fucking uh, biplane pilot in, in Tailspin. Mowgli taught him a lot, and he really <laughs> opened his eyes. And he said, man, there's so many possibilities for my life. I'm going to put on a Hawaiian t-shirt <laughs> and, and a, hat. a funny hat, and I'm going to learn to fly this crazy-looking seaplane and maybe open a little shop with my... Uh, friend with whom I have an undefined relationship and a little kid who can defy gravity. <laughs> was she a bear? They were all bears. Was Launchpad in that? Jurassic World has confirmed to be a trilogy. Yeah, we kind of knew they were going to do that. <clears throat> uh, you know, here's here's my thing. Even if you wanted to stretch it, like at most stretch it to two films, but there's this this predilection for making everything a trilogy now. If yeah. something's even remotely successful, you don't just want to do a sequel and see where it goes from there. You got to make it a trilogy. Because all you do is write you write another story and split it in half, and there's your trilogy. Uh, did you know that that movie made one point six seven billion yeah, dollars? Huge. Uh, here's the fourth big... highest of all time. Which, Which movie? Jurassic World. Jurassic World. So you know the, the the thing about Jurassic World being such a big film is that you, if you're a success in the United States, that's all fine and well. China has to go see your movie. China. And one of the reasons why I think that I think that uh, Jurassic World did better than uh, um, Episode uh, Seven, the Star Wars film. I think it made more money than that because that's not as popular in China. Huge in Japan and some other places um, in in Asia, but. The Chinese don't really get down with Star Wars that, that way. Maybe it's because they um, see too much of their government in the Empire. Or maybe it's because they like big lizards. G.I. Joe 3 is delayed because <laughs> of Dwayne Johnson's busy schedule. Yeah. There was a... Wait. Yes, there was. Even, even better, not only was there a 2, but Bruce Willis was in it as the original Joe. 
Oh, so bad. I think I forgot those movies existed. You should have, because they were so bad. I was thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but that was Street Fighter. Correct. So yeah, Hilarious to watch. Raul Julia's last film, I think. For, uh, yeah, that, it was his last yeah, film. He what was um, buried with the original tape. <laughs> he was wearing a bison's uniform. He was wearing a bison's uniform, <laughs> and he was buried with the original tape that it was filmed with. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony. There was a lot of Hayukins and... Da, 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 da. I mean, it's Hadoukins. That's a Hadouken, Blake. You have a Hadouken. There was a couple of sonic booms. Dyslexic pound cake. Let's talk about comics. But before we do, how many different Transformer voices can Amos do? Uh, I, I mean, they're all really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, Autobots, roll out. Yeah, see, I can't... Uh, what's that actor's name? He's done enough uh, he does, voices. He still does it in... Um, in the movies, the, movies, yeah. the Michael Bay movies. Uh, I've seen him do it. Like I've seen him in interviews. He's a grisly, like, handsome guy. Uh, and, you know, he does that voice, but I can't do it. Oh, that was pretty good. But I can't remember... Yeah. I mean, yeah, Optimus Prime is just kind of... Hey there, kind of guy. <laughs> that was the worst. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't do any of their voices. I mean, Starscream is ridiculous. You know, the Cobra Commander, ridiculous high-pitched weasel voice. I can't do that one. Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. There you go. All right. How about worst? I think he also did Eeyore. And then who did Megatron? Well, I guess it depends. Like Frank Welker. Yeah, he's the one who did tons of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me... Like, to me, Transformers, the beginning and end of it is really just that movie from 1986. Featuring not just Peter Cullen. Oh, okay. It has the deepest ever cast. It's Leonard insane. Nimoy. It's got, as, it's got uh, Orson Welles yeah. in that movie. Orson Welles no, is uh, he's Unicron. Unicron, yeah. yeah he's the the uh, living planet, so to yeah. speak. Well, uh, biomechanically. The Micro Machines guy was in that movie. Robert Rest Stack from... Um, not, well, Robert Stack's still alive, I believe. But yeah. Micro Machines man died some years ago. What was Robert Stack's show? Uh, uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. He was Ultra Magnus. Um, Wait, Frank what? Welker was like everybody. Robert Stack's in the Beavis and Butthead movie too. He's the FBI <laughs> agent that always tries to cavity search <laughs> yeah. people. Don't stop till you reach the back of the teeth. <laughs> Roto-Rooter. <laughs> Robert Stack's pretty rad. I don't know anything about him. Did the Micro Machines guy have a quick death? No! <laughs> That's where you put a banana peel slip noise in there. I don't know. It feels like a heart attack. Yeah, you know, uh, you know Walt Disney's last words. Juice. Why are you freezing me? He wasn't William Randolph Hearst. No, his last words were Kurt Russell. Wait, what? He believed Kurt Russell was the future of all entertainment. Well, he was right because he was in a lot of Disney films as a, as a teenager. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. So, uh, well, his rumor... Does Kurt Russell know this? <laughs> yes, yeah, Kurt Russell know this. I'm sure he does. Where are you getting this information? Uh, Is this from Kurt Russell's homepage? <laughs> KurtRussell.net. Kurt <laughs> I, I guess every actor does have a website, but that's hilarious to think about. I mean, like, Welcome to the homepage of Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell's top three movies, go. Oh man, I'm number one is fucking the thing. There's no question no, about that. I never number saw two it. is probably Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. and number three is probably Escape from New York. Mine would be Big Trouble in Little China, 
And honestly, I don't know which one I like better. L.A. or New Escape York? from New York and Escape from L.A. I mean, they're very, they're very different. It would definitely, to me, it's like Escape from L.A. Um, so you like that better than Yeah, I do, because it's kind of funny in a bad... It's like bad Listen, funny. Listen, yeah. four, five, and six are in this order. Captain Ron. Oh, God. Stargate and Overboard. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Stargate. If I'm going to be honest, i got to put Stargate in mine. <laughs> I love... Kurt Russell's top six greatest films. <laughs> Silly ass random number. We, we go straight to the top of Comics Alliance tomorrow <laughs> with Kurt Russell's top six movies. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk about Transformers. Uh, Are we? You know, here's, you know, but this is real meta because the podcast is transformed into something completely different than a podcast. It's our podcast about <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's not even a podcast anymore. Let's talk a little bit about Transformers because Amos, you've been reading a lot of it, and I read, I think, the first five episodes or five comic books that were on um, Comicsology Unlimited, and then I stopped. Uh, so why don't you kind of give us your two cents on Masters of Disguise? Wait, I'm really bad at this. Hey, wait a second, wait a second. Okay, don't edit this out because yes, now I I, what I want to Robots imagine. in the sky. Is Masters of the Universe. Is Dana Carvey <laughs> as a Transformer, and that's it. Dana Carvey as a Transformer? He just becomes the, Garth. The, he movie, just... the movie Master of Disguise. Yeah, oh yeah, where he's a turtle. I'm right? a turtle. Right. He just transforms into someone who didn't get a horrible disease and have to stop being funny. Is that what happened? Michael well, J. Yeah. Fox. You didn't hear about that? I don't understand. That's why like, he stopped. Like, he got this horrible, de- debilitating disease where, Dana Carvey did? Yeah, he had, he had like a transplant, and the surgeon did it wrong, and his blood like went bad. What? I was listening to an interview with him. Yeah, he recently. was on. He was in. A, he was in something recently, and he was on. Um, yeah, the nerdist. I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was yeah. listening to that. He didn't mention that. And he was doing oh, a show. He had a. He did have surgery for a. a deviated septum from all that coke. <laughs> I don't actually. Know. I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, should we start over again? Why don't you introduce? <laughs> So, Amos, what you been reading? Well, Blake, let me tell you, I've been reading a lot of Transformers Robots in Disguise, written by John Barber and drawn, penciled, if you will, by at least five different people I'm not going to name, because looking it up would be tedious. Um, thank you for coming so prepared. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I read a lot of this stuff because it was on Comicsology Unlimited. And I found out that they were taking, they were removing this title, like, in two days. So I read, I think, 41 issues in two days. Jesus Because I really like Transformers. Not not specifically these comics. I just think robot human things are rad. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I read a lot of them. And, it, you know, 40-some issues. I mean, it was like four or five years worth of material. So it went through a lot of stuff. There were there were a couple crossover events. Uh, Dark Cybertron was one of them, and and uh, something involving combiners, which are, you know, when a bunch of transformers turn into one big transformer. Devastator being the one that does that a lot. So the Constructicon was this yeah, considered right. like a a reboot? I don't know. Or uh, they are. It started with you know with a number one, which started in two thousand eleven. And the story begins at the end of the millions of years war between the Autobots and the Decepticons, which I only know a little bit about. I do know that I 
maybe it wasn't John Barber, but one or more writers in the last 10 years have sort of recreated the mythology or the story of the Transformers. And uh, so that's what I'm going with, because I don't remember very much about the 80s cartoon. And none of this has anything to do with the 1986 movie with everyone in it. Uh, So, like, for example, in this series, Megatron and Galvatron are two different dudes. Whereas in that movie, Megatron turns into Galvatron. Mm. But what's cool about this series to me is it goes way back into their history. One of the interesting things about Transformers is that they have lifespans that are practically infinite. They can die. They're not immortal, but they're all millions of years old. Like Optimus Prime is, I don't know, probably seven or eight million years old or something like that. So there are issues that will go back in time to that period in you know, Cybertron, their, their home planet, and what's going on back then. And it's, you know, it's like me remembering, oh, yeah, remember when this thing happened six million years ago? Uh, anyway, it was pretty neat. Uh, it starts out really strong, and it's like, it's like the French Revolution if they could all turn into trucks. There's a lot of power dynamics, a lot of political intrigue, and they are all pretty compelling characters. Their, their dialogue is really uh, familiar and lifelike and interesting. They tell a lot of good jokes. And then they turn into trucks and shoot each other. They, they die a lot. A lot of Transformers die. I, so I, I only read the first five that you're talking about. And I really liked uh, Bumblebee being the leader of... What's... Autobots? Yeah, but what is the planet they're on? Is it Cybertron? Okay. I didn't know if they had moved to a different planet. But I like that he was trying to be a democratic leader. Well, he's he's not. He's he's they have a military government, the Autobots do. And there's a lot of uh, upheaval about you know what that means. There's tons of, of Transformers coming back to the planet because the war is over, but they're neither Autobots or Decepticons. They just want to live, and they have nothing to do with the millions of years-long war between those two groups. Um, and so basically Bumblebee is the leader of this planet because his side won. So he's like a military junta who can turn into a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, he doesn't look very dangerous. Let's see Kadafi do that. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Because he's dead. Oh, yeah. I, just, I like the way they portrayed him as, or, or the, how he's being pulled in multiple directions exactly. of how to be, like, a, an effective leader and how to be, like, how, how do you make the Autobots respect you and at the same time have all of these other factions listen to you? Yeah, he's, and they're at such a weird place if you have any familiarity with that whole story, you know, Autobots, Decepticons, they hate each other, they're always fighting. This is after that's over, and now Bumblebee has, like, deputized a bunch of Decepticons into being police, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, there's a scene where some Decepticons, I think it's the Constructicons, are yeah. beating up on these guys. That's one thing, talking about it feels very silly, because it is a pretty serious tone for the most part, and there is a lot of like I said, a lot of death, 
But they still have names like Wheeljack and Sideswipe and yeah. are called Constructicons. And it's it's funny, like, you see the writer coming up with a mythology and a, a sort of serious tone for these things that you know only exist <clears throat> because it would have been cool to a 12-year-old boy in 1984. Like... The fact that, like, like there's this whole backstory about combining the uh, Transformers into one big-ass Transformer. And, like, that's that's a thing they all want. It's like having nuclear weapons. And you know that, and there's there's this whole almost spiritual, religious... Uh, a singularity, almost. Like a machine god. Yeah, there, well, there's this aspect to it of what does it mean to be an individual if you're combined with all these other things... Wow, and it's really, deep. it's it's real, but it's really just like, you know, someone at Mattel or who made Hasbro? Hasbro. Yeah, someone at Hasbro was like, you know, it'd be cooler than a transformer than a robot that turns into a truck. Five robots that turn into a big ass robot. So let's make that. So now it is like, wait, can I buy that? I want to buy that. Yeah, five robots that turn into a big ass robot. Yeah, it's Devastator. I want, I want to buy Devastator now. And then there's also. Uh, this other type of transformer in these books called, I guess they just call them Titans, and they're these very old creatures from way back in the Transformers history, and they're insanely huge. They're like, they're, they basically turn into cities, and like the, the Autobots used to live in them and stuff. <laughs> Dude, so it's kind of creepy. The Autobots are like bacteria. That's cool and weird and creepy. Do they have sex? Interesting question. They do address that. Not sex as in... Fluid exchange. They're not trading oil or or wiper fluid. They have sex, like, as in, you know, sex and gender. There there are female Transformers introduced in this story. So, where it starts out, you have... There's only one female Transformer, R.C. Smurfette. Yeah, Smurfette. Transfit. What's funny, though, is my... What my understanding of that character was from the 86 cartoon movie, where R.C. is very friendly and kind of nurturing, and she watches after the human kid that hangs out with them. In the comic, she's a crazy assassin serial killer. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty rad. Uh, Anyway, about halfway through that run, there are three more female Transformers that get introduced, and they kind of make some jokes about, like, you know... Wait a second, what's the deal? But also you're wondering, how do they even have a concept of <clears throat> gender or sex? Because, well... Yeah, I mean, this... They don't bone, I'll tell you that. Transformers don't bone. So Transformers do not copulate. No, that's not how they reproduce. Anyway, um, it's a pretty good read. I, I enjoyed what I read. I read it because it was free, and because I think Transformers are cool. And I enjoyed it. Uh, a good good bit. The reason I didn't continue reading um, was the tone was so serious for a Transformers book that it was difficult for me to stay engaged. You do have to suspend a little more. Like, I think anyone who's into comics or is into science fiction or what have you is pretty good at saying... Okay, I'll deal with this. I mean, you know, Batman is very dark and very serious, and he's a man dressed as a bat. Yeah. So we're you, we're more comfortable than the general population, 
you know, putting that stuff on the back burner and just going with it. Transformers requires a little more of that. I also felt like I was that that wasn't a good jumping point because I felt like I missed a lot. But from what you're telling me is that I didn't miss a lot, and it's almost like a re. They're they're saying, hey, this happened, and here's a new story. Well, if you didn't know, if you weren't a boy in the '80s, uh, yeah, America, I guess you might need some more backstory than this gives you. Like, if you didn't know who Megatron was, you'd have a lot of questions, because this really drops you, like... <clears throat> in it's, the, it's the... Yeah, sort of. I mean, it is it is the end of a war. It's them, It's like... It's very much like post-Civil War Reconstruction. Uh, actually, it, it is, because there is a... There's a strong element of... Of... Uh, almost racial tension in the Transformers past. And that's what what's really interesting about this story is you get insight, since it's a much more serious tone than you're used to from these, you know, things that are based on toys, you see where Megatron came from, you see where Optimus Prime came from, why their war started, that Megatron was almost like Spartacus. He was a low... Basically, the Transformers had a caste system way back in their history and Megatron was one of the lower like a, like a worker yeah he was a, he worked in a mine <clears throat> and certain transformers were treated as less than because they like the ones that turn into a rat or a dog or you know the do you remember you remember Soundwave the guy who has he turns into a boombox and he's got cassettes that jump out of it yeah yeah the cassettes are transformers, you know, they're sentient beings, but they're treated like they're less than. So that's kind of how the war Damn, starts. You, you transform box without a tape. Yeah. You transform into outdated media formats? <laughs> Fuck you. Well no, it's more that they turn into like dogs. Oh right, right, right. They so they, they call their transformations, they call them alt modes, and that's like a it's a part of one's being. The only thing you could make an analogy to kind of with in real life as race, they see it as that. Like mm-hmm. your alt mode is a marker of in their society of your place in the society. So it's like a So cat- they don't choose it. No, they don't choose any of that. It's it's kind of it can be changed. Like when they went to Earth, they took on, you know, Earth forms because they I guess in part of the story apparently they thought cars were the dominant life form. On oh, Earth, just like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Exactly, right, yeah, right. Ford Prefect. Yeah, what they turn into determines where they are in this society, like pre Autobot Decepticon War. So this is millions of years in their past, and that's how their war got started because Megatron led this whole uprising against the ruling class, and Optimus Prime was a cop. And uh, he became the Prime, which is like their version of, you know, it's their leader. Uh, anyway, there's there's just all this backstory and all this crazy stuff, and, and sounds like really shoot each other thought out. It does seem very that detailed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not an expert on that. Uh, on you know the IDW Transformers comics, especially pre this run, I didn't read any of that stuff. So, advice for anybody looking to pick up an 80s toy franchise and bring it into the modern day. I watched the entirety of like seasons one and two of Transformers and they're awful. The 80s cartoon. Yeah. It, oh, it's, yeah. It's god awful. Right. So it's terrible. 
so you, I, you know what it sounds like to me is is like to make something good instead of trying to just like ape and pay homage to what came before just take what was cool about them transforming robots right right it's like a very small part of the mythos and just make it more modern um so yeah it's a good read uh they just so they just took the you know that first like five or actually i think it was seven volumes of robots in skies is no longer free that's why i read it all so fast but the first three volumes of more Transformers, than more than meets the eye which is about rodimus and a whole bunch of other transformers that one is now on comics so you're now going through that slogging through it probably okay but with less urgency okay i see until you get the end date yeah then i'll read it all i have been reading a lot of marvel comics um there's a shocker because i read a lot of marvel comics and the news in the past few weeks have been how well dc rebirth is doing so i went ahead and went to comicron.com and checked out the sale figures and for July the top 25 comic books are all DC minus 3 which are Civil War 2 Civil War 2 like the other Civil War and then uh, the Star Wars uh, the main Star Wars book what what number is it at? not what issue but like where is it on the list? 22 so Star Wars is at 22, Civil War 7, and Civil War 2, 4. And then the top three are Justice League, Justice League Rebirth, Batman, Dylon, Dylon, yeah. and Dylon. The top five hottest rappers of all time. And some of the other books that I've been reading that I really enjoyed just got canceled, like Carnage and uh, Space Venom, which I, I get the Space Venom Oh, that Venom got canceled? Thing. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I get I get the Space Venom thing, and, and it kind of wrapped up. So if, if you read, like, the first um, the, the first arc, is it's it's good, and, and it's okay it got canceled. Carnage, it getting canceled, is super sad, because it was a total different type of book. I thought it was really good. But I guess what I'm getting to here is that events have always seemed to help Marvel in the past, and I don't think that Civil War II is doing that. So let's talk about what's being canceled at Marvel. Um, Moon Knight's getting really good, so probably Moon Knight. Moon Knight is getting so good right (laughs) now. That's what they do to me. Oh, this is a good Moon Knight book, though. Unfortunately, you bought all four copies last month. (laughs) (laughs) All new, all different Avengers. Um is being canceled rebranded as just Avengers. Agents of Shield is becoming US Avengers. Carnage is being canceled, which is a shame, and they're coming out with a straight up Venom book, which I don't get because they're canceling Venom Space Knight. Is it called Straight Up Venom? <laughs> straight up Venom. It's called Toxic and Britney Spears is in it. She becomes Venom. The symbiote is like you. Guardians of Infinity is being canceled only because Dan Abbott is moving over to DC. Um, That's the same with Vision. Vision is being canceled because it's uh, Tom King, and he's going to do, I think, a Batman. You know, so there's five Batman books or whatever. How many Batman books can we sell? Boo, Batman. 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 I hate both of you. Anyways, all these things are being canceled because Marvel is being getting their ass handed to them by DC, and it's because 
in my opinion, Marvel is paying too much attention to the event and not enough attention to the storylines around the event. So they're still doing, um, what is it, the the dinosaur? Devil. Devil Dinosaur. And Moon Girl yeah. and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, that's still ongoing. That's ongoing. So I read the first four or five of that, and it's not horrible. I haven't read it at all. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying pretty obscure. It's not horrible. It's not worth me picking up. I'm more surprised that, uh, well, you know what, more are going to get canceled. So I'm not going to list off all the other stuff that's going to get canceled because they're going to announce it next week and I'm going to have to talk about it again. Anyways, so instead of me talking about what I'm reading, I'm talking about what I was reading and I won't be reading anymore we'll have a, because we'll have, it's canceled. We'll have a segment of the show every week where Blake talks about what was canceled at Marvel this past week. Uh, I mean, like I, like I mentioned, of Batman. it was canceled at Marvel last yeah. week. It's crazy. Uh, is Nighthawk still going? No, Speaking of Batman no, and Marvel. Night, Nighthawk was canceled, um, and that's also sad. Yeah, I thought it was good. But I don't even know who Nighthawk is. The, Batman, he, he's the Squadron Supreme Batman. Allegory, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Marvel okay, gotcha. The, f- the first two comics were really good, but it did kind of fall. Yeah. It did kind of fall off. The, the idea was so hot, but it just didn't... Nighthawk, didn't <laughs> he's so hot right now. Hyperion was also canceled. And, it sucks. Um, this giant belt. Yeah. If you read the first five of Hyperion, it's not horrible. It's 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 kind of fun. But it was it was ready to get canceled. That's all I got. We all we all three read uh, Doctor Strange the Oath this past week, and so we're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about it. Um, it was written by Brian K. Vaughn, penciled by Marcos Martin. Inked by Alvaro Lopez and letters by Javier Rodriguez. I'm going, to, Schubert did letters. I'm going to I'm going to come right out and say that the writing in this book was fantastic and I loved it greatly. I did not care for the art in this book. Okay, I get, I get with I can get with that. I, I thought the art was the, I thought the art was okay. Uh, the art was a bag of dicks. <laughs> no, I don't have any. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. But before we get... What I don't want to do is kind of go page by page no, with this. So let's, let's talk about what we thought about it. So here's um, here's pretty much the story, okay? Doctor Strange... It, it opens with uh, Doctor Strange being shot, being brought in by Wong. And then we find out that Wong has... Who is his right-hand man, right? Has uh, brain cancer and... The whole book is basically about Doctor Strange finding the cure to this brain cancer, which is a mixture of uh, medicine and magic. And it turns out that this medicine and magic can cure pretty much any disease. It's a panacea. So someone who studied with Doctor Strange, uh, whose name is Nicholas West, is trying... Yeah. Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you're right. Nicodemus West. Dr. West is trying to Kanye. destroy this medicine before it can be used to heal Wong. And Dr. Strange just wants to heal Wong. And if he could get a hold of this medicine, you know, cure cancer, because that would be dope. He really wants to do both. Yep. It's, it starts off as the quest just to, to, get, to get Wong well again, but it turns into much more. And, and West's whole thing throughout the, the end of the book is that and he's, he's a, I think the only thing I really, besides the art, which wasn't terrible, I didn't really care for it. There are better 
strange books from a, an art perspective. The other thing that, that kind of uh, wasn't my favorite um, was the the classic retconning a villain into a hero's mythos that you've never heard of before. Uh, and this this apparently was a, a villain that was the actual last uh, student of the Ancient One. Yeah. Right? It was like, oh, right, right after you left, like four hours after you left the Himalayas, uh, I actually arrived hot on your trail and uh, the Ancient One was set to die and let you become the Ancient One. And then he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, let's come on in here. I'm going to train you up, dog. So Strange was instead the penultimate student. Right. He was the penultimate student. Right. That's, that's nice. I so rarely get a chance to use penultimate. <laughs> Penumbra much more, but penultimate, unfortunately. What, what I did really like about this book was it was not a comic book about like comic book characters. Mm-hmm. It, it was instead kind of like a detective. Yeah. A detective comic book that had <laughs> not called detective not, comics. So like a if you will, a Sherlock Holmes style comic book that included Marvel comic characters. Uh, you appeared it, if you will. Well, it's funny that you say uh, that I say sh- uh, Sherlock because right. of course the person who will be playing Doctor Strange in the movie... Bendy Butt Cumberdale. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Bag of Dicks and Zubal-esque. Bendel Bong Bingle Dad. Nope. Cumber, Sheer Khan. Sheer Khan is playing uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Smaug. Will be playing Doctor Strange and also plays uh, Sherlock in the BBC um, story. And even further from that, uh, Night Nurse, who is who appears in this because she puts both Wong and uh, Strange on the mend at the very beginning of the book, she and Strange have a constant back and forth as they ask themselves questions out loud uh, where he refers to her as Watson and she refers to him as Sherlock. I really liked the character interaction in yeah. this. I, I really liked the uh, gun that almost killed Doctor Strange. Hitler's gun. Hitler's gun. Yeah. Because it carried so much importance and so much negative energy that it was able to uh, shoot through his magic. That's cool. Yep. Who's Which, the, who was the bad guy who shot him? The brigand. The brigadoon? The, nope. <laughs> no, I know nothing about that character. Yeah, I he, Brigand? He looked real lame. He's, all he's got is like a red suit on. He's like a master thief. Dresses, Br- brigand means like rogue right. or, you know, ne'er-do-well. <laughs> Who dresses like, I guess, someone in the 80s would have thought people in the 22nd century dress. He'll have, a, like to me. he'll have a, a torso belt. Uh, He's definitely got a red purse to go along with his, his red jumpsuit. jumpsuit. And, uh, would you call that purse red jumpsuit apparatus? Do you about feel Dr. like Strange. a man when you push her around? It was a terrible band. So, Brigand, he's, I mean, he's just a super... Two bit character. Super two bit. He's yeah. Which you is, are so mediocre. You're Atari. You're so two bit. Marvel's never been good at giving us a um, giving us graphic novels. That you know you can go back and read like the new X Men and it's like 157 comics or something like that. You know, there's really good runs, but there's not a lot of lot self contained graphic novels. Ain't no hush. Yeah, yeah, in Marvel. Ain't no hush in there's Marvel. There's no, you know, there, there aren't a lot of killing jokes. There aren't, there are Batman ones. There aren't, you know, DC can do that really well. They'll yeah. give you like a 12-issue run of something that's easy, digestible, 
beginning story, end of story. Well, Marvel was really into the annuals. Like yeah. that's that's what they did. They they once a year release a supersized issue that was a self-contained story like that. They were much bigger with the crossovers, the really large events, um, and the ongoing series having continuity between each other. So it's really nice to pick up something like this that you can recommend to someone as a a story one and done that you don't even really need to know much about any of the characters right. and enjoy. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have that much familiarity with uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, I know the basics, but uh, like I know that he was a doctor who was arrogant and had an accident, uh, and that he is weird, <laughs> and and magic is his deal. But that's basically all I know about. Hey, I'm weird, and magic is my deal. My name's Doctor Strange. I was almost physician weird. (laughs) Oh, man. Practitioner weird. (laughs) Practitioner weird. (laughs) Oncologist, huh? (laughs) Oncologist, yuck. (laughs) That sounds like the British version. Oncologist, odd. Next month, oncologist, yuck. He was the the oncologist. God. The odd collar, just get it. At least it says he, get it in parentheses all the time. Yeah, it's in the book. At least yeah. he got his doctorate, and it wasn't just like uh, he got his medical degree. Yeah, he's that. He's a real doctor. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, That's he was right. A, I said it. He was a surgeon for the stars and the the, the wealthy, essentially. Yeah, he's not RN strange. He's not registered strange. <laughs> registered. I was strange. thinking he doesn't have like his PhD and you know comparative. I think studies. he has both. He also has a PhD. I think he does. I mean, what? In strange things. The occult. The occult. Stranger things. In Hitler's gun. Hitler's gunology. Um, Gunology? The fight at the very end was kind of disappointing to me. You didn't like the... Where where he takes out the sands? He fought Nick and Dermis. Fucking nicotine patch now. First he was just Nicholas. He was an old Santa Claus. And now he's a nicotine patch. He fought Nicodermus. Uh, he fights West. That sounds like how a uh, diabetes guy. Uh, Wilford Brimley. That sounds like how he would say the name. <laughs> the damn old Nicodermus. <laughs> With uh, your diabetes. He fought Nicodermus West on the top <laughs> of... Uh, on the top of some building. And uh, they just do hand-to-hand combat. And, and Dr. Strange is like, Wong. Yeah, he says... He yeah. says he Wong says, taught him how to whoop ass. Basically, yeah. He says that, you Without know, magic. Wong might be my apprentice, but in some ways he is my teacher. And then he kicks his butt. I right. don't know. I do, I did, so you don't like the art, but there's this one scene towards the end where he takes his glove off and it's a, it's a zoomed, a close-up of his hand being all fragile and, and kind of wiry. I thought that was really... He looks really like he has, uh, what's-her-face's fingers? Uh... Lady Deathstrike, is that who that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the really long, tenderly fingers. He does. He has definitely got piano hands. But, all right, here we go. So, if you guys were to give this comic a rating... Um, a grade? From, from a to F. Yeah, a grade. In Canada, we had E's, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. But we're going to do A, B, C, D, F, because we're an American podcast, and it's... We're an American cast. Yeah. Pod. For me, this is a, this is a strong... C plus, uh, B minus. Damn, I, that's lower than I'd give it. A little lower? I'd probably give it an A minus or a B plus. I really enjoyed this book. F, fuck y'all, it sucks. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'd say a B. I mean, it's not, it's it's no Secret Wars, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's a good story. It's good, even if you do not know much about Doctor Strange. 
So the high points definitely to, to hit them again is that you can come in and read this um, without knowing anything about these characters and really enjoy it. Yeah. It is a, a story, a Sherlock Holmes, a mystery. Uh, you can get in, get out. Five five comics. It's a short read. And, and all the characters from Saga are in it. And <laughs> that'll, and, that'll and, get people and it's, it. And it's by Brian K. Vaughn, and he, and he can put together a good story. Uh, the lows to it is that the the art is simple. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's very Silver Age. It looks like it. You know, it was done with modern technique, right? But it looks like it was modern drawn in the vein. Yeah. Right. It looks like it was drawn in the in the vein of Silver Age. Yeah, I can see that. Not the the inks are not super heavy. Right. Um, it's definitely a cartoony, friendly looking yeah. style. It's not Alex Maleev Daredevil, but right. it's easy to read that way. Yeah, for me, yeah. like I, I zoomed well. through it. Like some art, you really want to, you really want to pay attention to, and you really want to like absorb it all and reread it. Right, right. This <clears throat> not so much. Like I, it was just easy for me to go through and read. Yeah. So yeah, I would suggest it. So you're giving it a C minus. Well, I'm, we're, we're <laughs> but I'll <laughs> He's like Did I say eh. C minus. I thought I said C plus B minus. Yeah, I think yeah, I did. Okay, all right. Either so we'll go, with, we'll go with a B. A B for the... A, even, a flat B. A, a B, B sharp. For, a B for Vaughn. A B sharp. A B for Vaughn. For a different letter. Bye. All right, guys. Before we go, the last thing that I want to do is we're going to force Amos to do accents of comic book characters that we like. So first, we're going to do Australian Aquaman. You know, it sounds great, but really, fish don't have shit to say. <laughs> I mean, look at him. Have you looked at a fish in an aquarium? Does he look like a great conversationalist? Thanks for listening to the comic trope this week. Uh, we've prattled on long enough. Again, Amos, who's not on the internet. Dave, at Count Paper. And you can get us on Facebook, at The Comic Trope, on Twitter. And uh, you can just Google pictures of me if you like. But we want you to have a better week than we did because we're trapped in this room drinking energon cubes. Ta-da!